Now, witches are very curious people. Hello and welcome to The Witching Hour, a monthly podcast for the creative horror fan, where we discuss topics related to the horror genre from creepy history, lore, media, and anything creative, all with the hope that we can inspire and motivate you to create your own horror. I'm your host, Sade, and with me I have two special guests, the talented Abysme. Greetings. And the ever-lovely Kayla Berry. Hi! So... This episode is part of a special treat for our listeners where I'm trying to release two episodes and I thought one topic we could cover, because it is Halloween season, it's right around the corner, or is the day of, depending when this goes out, (laughs) but we just got the release of the new Halloween movie, or sequel, I guess technically it's a sequel. Yeah, the one the one thing that disappoints me about this movie is the fact they called it Halloween and it's just a sequel, I'm like... This makes it very confusing. Can that make it a soft reboot, technically, then? But it's not. But it it's continues so, off of the first movie. It does retcon all of the other... No, and, How many and times I, is like this, this storyline? There's several storylines. Yeah. <laughs> but this one does follow off of the first original Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, yes. It also kind of felt like a soft remake of the second one, though, because there were a lot of parallel, parallels. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, but let's... Okay, some quick details, and then we'll get into chatting about this movie. Um, director was David Gordon Green. Uh, screenplay was written by a Green, Danny McBride, which surprised me, and... Um, <laughs> oh, snap. What was the other name? Jeff Fraidley. Fraidley, there we go. Thank you. Uh, and then, of course, it had Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her role as Lori. All right, let's start with pre-movie thoughts. Was anyone oh. excited? Was anyone anxious? Did I, I was care intrigued. at all? <laughs> I was I was just intrigued because I saw that John Carpenter's name was attached to it again mm-hmm. for the music. So I and was he like, okay, it too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also producer credits. So I was like, okay, well. And apparent, I did hear that it's supposed to retcon everything and kind of just be the end all sequel. You know, the ultimate sequel to the first one. So I said, okay, you got me. You got my interest. I think I had higher expectations than I should have, which I'm saying that just because of my initial reaction after seeing it. Um, but that that's that's all, really all, you know, I was just going in to have fun, I mm-hmm. guess. But then I expected more. That's my initial thoughts and reactions. I had no expectations going into this. <laughs> None. <laughs> I think that's uh, the best way to go in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was very, I mean, I wanted to see it because I one, I really do love the first film. Mm-hmm. I have only seen glimpses of the other films. Not a big fan of the Rob Zombie one. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> not anyone? not a fan. <laughs> uh, I, and I, I can probably get into that a little later why. But I, I kind of liked, uh, yeah, like you said, I heard it was going to retcon ev- all the other ones. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was coming back for this one, which doesn't surprise me, but it, it's good to see her back. But uh, I saw headlines for only two reviews. One of them said, basically had this said like, oh, it definitely uh, shines among everything. It's it's like in the top 
whatever. And then another one said, this Halloween isn't just bad. It's worse than H2O. And I'm like, oh, oh please. Damn. Well, <laughs> so there's like, there was two extremes. So I was like, yeah. I, so I thought, you know what? I'm going in with no expectation. I didn't have too many thoughts on it. I think with most movies, I try to be hopeful. Like, I try to like, you know, be like, well, maybe I'll be surprised. I like being surprised. Um, <laughs> So, like, like Kayla, I didn't have too many expectations. I just wanted to be hopeful and have, like, hopefully see something that I would at least enjoy. And I have to say that I, that I did enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I am a little excited to talk about it. It's yeah, a I, solid movie. It is. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Like, like I, could, I, do, I do have some criticisms, but I didn't walk out, you know, being disappointed. Mm-hmm. I think because maybe going into it, not expecting it to be something great or reinventing the franchise, um, mm-hmm. just kind of bringing it to modern day. Like, that's that's why I was able to enjoy it, because I wasn't expecting great things. Just hopefully I, something good. I and, think what I like... Go ahead, sorry. And that's what we got, essentially, is what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just basically, I it is... It's simple. And I like how it's simple. It does feel very similar to the first film. Actually, I, I think it was um, Abysme. You said that there's a lot of parallels. And I, yeah, there's a lot of parallels. Oh, yeah. But I think that was intentional. And no one's, you know, it was pretty obvious they were going to do that. Because this is what this movie has to be. Mm-hmm. And... I, I that that that's where my confusion comes in. I'm I'm very I have confused feelings about this movie. Overall, it was fun, um, but if I'm thinking about it critically, I I'm scratching my head a bunch as to what it is, why it exists, and why I have a small section of problems with it. So I do think it is worthy of discussion for sure. I think it exists. Just so Hollywood has another horror franchise that they know will make yeah. them money. Because it really yeah. just feels like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we have to honor the original. Because everyone will always stand by the original. Let's go make a second one, a sequel. And that's where we'll start our new storyline and make money from there. And <sighs> and that makes me feel bad. Because, yeah. like, why am I giving this my money then? If this was a real effort to kind of reset the clock on the Halloween franchise and start making good, radical, vibrant new Halloween installments, cool. But this wasn't that at all. So it's like I'd enjoyed myself, but I kind of feel dirty. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I, I understand. I, well, like, sorry, no. Okay, you first. I, I was just <laughs> going to say I don't. Because um, one main reason. Uh, So Jamie Lee Curtis actually posted this on Twitter. And she says, biggest horror opening, movie opening with a female lead. Biggest movie opening with a female lead over 55. Second biggest October movie opening ever. Biggest Halloween opening um, ever. Hashtag women get things done. That's why I'm actually glad this movie was made. Because yes, it is actually a female-led film. And it would be nice Mm -hmm. to get more of that representation, especially the fact that, like, also, it's true. She is over 55. It'd be that, again, more representation. Usually it's, like, teens who lead these kind of films or, like, it's the male hero. So Mm -hmm. Uh, then then why aren't we, like, being, like, hereditaries 
the best opening then because that was a better movie and <laughs> had a female lead and did new things and this you know uh, and I will agree she um Jamie Lee Curtis is the best part of this movie mm-hmm. her acting no absolutely solid she is the best part the most interesting part I wish they developed more on that but like at the end of the day it's like, yeah you had this great opening that Hollywood specifically made to make money and nothing else. So it's kind of like, yeah, it was going to be, though. You have a brand name. You have John Carpenter coming back. This is all so fabricated. And as awesome as all those points are, and you're very correct about them, again, this is why I feel dirty. Because I just I look at it and go, yeah, but that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like this came out of nowhere. I do appreciate the fact that we had... Not just Jamie Lee Curtis, but we also had like three female leads, and I yeah. found all three of them relatively interesting. Um, I, I only have I only have one problem with this, and that is that the mother, um, is it Judy Judy Greer, looks yeah, the same age as the granddaughter, and it was very confusing to me the entire time because I kept thinking, "You guys look like sisters. You don't look like what? What is happening? Who did the casting on this?" That's my <laughs> only complaint. <laughs> I completely disagree. Judy Greer to me looks like she's in her 40s. I don't know. I don't know. I dude. Mean, just her voice is so much like it's a higher register than uh Allison's. Well, you know, it was just weird to me. Well, she is a voice <laughs> actress too. Like it's uh like she does the voice of um uh, on Archer, what's her name? Oh, uh, Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, Cheryl basically is a young, early twenty-something. I didn't even hear that when I was watching the movie. This isn't like a right or wrong thing. This is just a. I had a really hard time believing she was a mom to Allison, who just I- looked older. Maybe it's because Allison. I don't know how old um, the actress uh, Andy Matichek Matichek. I don't know how old. Yeah, I don't know how old she is. She's definitely not high school age, you know, because they never are. But uh, that was just a thing. That was just a casting issue for me. That was it, though. Sorry, derailed everything. (laughs) I I will disagree with you there, but respectfully. But that's just matter of opinion. So I'm good with that. Yep. So we can Uh, we can praise the movie for for the strong female leads, but I think in terms of story is where you might be feeling dirty because that's where. You know, that was like the least in- the least interesting part was the overall story, aside from like this theme of like reversed roles that was kind of going throughout the film. Mm-hmm. But like it is a slasher film. It is like one of the it, it pretty much the original invented slasher films. Yeah. And yeah. it's a very the genre of slasher movies. It's, it's how do you add something new? How do you reinvent it, especially with a movie like Halloween? Well, and that's why it kind of feels as though this movie, like, like I want to say it has potential, but does it? Can this movie be anything else other than what it is and what was it intended to be, which is possibly a reboot of the Halloween franchise or hopefully just a way to cap the franchise itself and just be the best sequel it possibly could be. And it was a really good sequel. Mm-hmm. If I had to write one to Halloween to like, be like, this is what happens afterwards. I don't think I could write anything better than this. Like it all made sense. Made a lot of sense. So that's cool. That's fine. But then again, I, yeah, I just, I feel dirty cause I'm thinking, well, couldn't they have done something else? And I, I keep coming back to no, this is the best it could be, mm-hmm. which is nothing very special. It's enjoyable, but mm-hmm. We we had hereditary this year. Like yeah. 
Uh, It's hard. It is difficult because, like, I mean, I enjoyed this, but I enjoyed the original Halloween, and it feels a Mm. lot like the original Halloween. But at the same time, it's like that doesn't make it anything new necessarily. Mm. Now, the the one thing I do praise this for that I really disliked about the Rob Zombie film, I did. Here's the thing: what I why I don't like the Rob Zombie film. They humanize Michael Myers. And I dislike that a lot because Michael Myers in the original is supposed to be seen as a monster. That's why you never see his face except as a kid. And that's why you see his face once in the original. Okay. That's true. That is true. You you see a glimpse, but the, but the idea behind it is this guy is pure evil. Mm -hmm. That's why, that's why it's introduced with like, that's I love the beginning of Halloween. I genuinely not for i mean the original uh the whole like um you see like this person with a mask and he's killing a woman and then all of a sudden it turns out it's a six-year-old boy and you're like what the fuck Mm -hmm. what the fuck and it's brilliant because it's a genuinely genius way to show this guy this person is so evil that even as a kid he murdered someone just with for no reason yeah yeah you don't know why he stabbed he He is no longer a person. He is a supernatural force of seemingly evil, of random killing, of no justification, no logic, no empathy. And there's no way you can reach that. And it it was very nice to see Michael continue to do that in this movie. He just kind of he goes back to Haddonfield because that's what he knows. And then he starts killing people and going from house to house. (laughs) And that's what he should do. Like that. That's what I, I genuinely like about it. I also, there's this great long shot, although in the new film, and I noticed it, and I'm not sure if, like, there was ever any trickery, but it looks like the camera basically just follows Michael as he's killing, going from house to house, killing person by person, and just follows him. Mm-hmm. And that's a great shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I And I do appreciate that. Like, that is actually really clever. But, yeah, there are flaws. There are quite a bit of fl- there are quite a bit of flaws for example what the fuck is this girl guy this uh the main like the teenage girl dating oh, their yeah. their their story is kind of left like pointless out. yeah like it didn't it didn't add anything it didn't it was, if it wasn't there nothing would have been different about the story yeah it was yeah. more like a side note like the moment he appears like oh you're just there and you're like you'll probably die or just but we already well, had that just, with the other guy, the guy, the, the yeah, stoner character. Yeah, like he never died. Like we never see him again. Mm-hmm. He just is like, no, nope, uh, he's stoner. Never seen again. Bye. And you're like, that. That's it. There's no like, fuck. Okay. Um. And the yeah, reasoning, probably, he probably saved himself by cheating by kissing that other girl. Because if he hadn't, <laughs> then he would have oh, been wow. with her when they found Michael. And good point. <laughs> But and you could say, well, she had to leave the party. But then you could also say, why was she at the party? Like the, the, that series of events to get her away from her family. You could have done anything. She's a high schooler, and it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to be at home necessarily. She could have snuck out. Like it, it did feel like old people trying to write stuff about young people and not really getting it anymore. I guess it, it did feel completely out of place. As did the other friend that she was walking home with who got killed. You know, a lot of it just felt kind of like they're padding for time. 
there, there was a missed opportunity because like there uh, there is this great shot where it, it shows like a huge group of students all packed together and I'm like man wouldn't it be cool if Michael was in there that's and, what I thought was gonna happen yeah same wouldn't that I mean it, it's like I wouldn't be surprised like this is a pop like this was a famous murder probably there's a few people like dressed up as Michael Myers because ha 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 Mm-hmm. And he could easily just be like killing them one by one, and like maybe not as many people would notice because it's so crowded. Like there is great potential there, and it's wasted. Yeah, reason to have drama because mm-hmm. funny, I guess. Oh, she lost her phone because it got thrown into a bunch of Jello or something. Like again, maybe her phone ran out of battery. You don't need to have this scene to separate her from her family there's so many other ways you could do it i don't think those details bothered me too much in terms of just like there yeah there were other ways they could have done it this is how they did it okay i'll take it because i think i enjoy this movie the same way i do the original because i'm just it's just a simple story and lots of killing i'm just here for the gore (laughs) and on on that front (laughs) this movie definitely delivered Oh yeah. No. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you again, if you come into this with no expectations, it's great. Like mm-hmm. it's actually enjoyable. It, it's like there's this one factor where it's like it's a, so much like the original that you're not sh- it's like you love it for that, but then at the same time it's like you kind of want it to do something new. And, and I it- don't I don't mind that. I guess we're going to kind of get into spoiler territory here, I suppose. Um I don't mind that most of the movie really just is kind of role reversal, take, uh, uh, doing similar shots from the first one, but then switching characters and having the arc be about Laurie Strode, you know, taking vengeance and taking back her life by mm-hmm. fighting back. Like, that's fine. And it does that all pretty damn well. I don't mind that. But that is very much a now the story's done. And in the back of my mind watching this, I'm just thinking, they're not going to stop here, though. They're not. They're not going to. When so what's, no. what's the point the of end, all this? Towards the end of the film, I'm, like, rooting for, for Lori. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. kill him. Like, And then I'm like, oh, but we're not. Whatever they, whatever they do to stop him, we're not going to get that confirmation of Michael being dead. Because no. they're going to want this movie to do well. And they're going to want to have reason to continue. So, mm-hmm. like, when I realized so that, it. I just, like, oh. It deflates well, everything. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And then it, it takes like everything that, that added... she's built up to and then mm-hmm. just, like, you know, takes the rug out from under you on it. Mm-hmm. I have to appreciate it. There's Here's the thing. From someone who has worked in Hollywood and as someone who has worked in, like, marketing and stuff like that, I kind of had to appreciate it for them doing that because I'm like, you fuckers. That's so smart. Like, yeah, because, uh, okay, we're definitely spoiler territory, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm revealing the ending here. So, how he dies, or dies, quotation mark, is she locks him, she traps him and burns the house down with him in it. And I'm like, you smart motherfuckers. That is a, it's a genius way to show, like, how she's been planning this and this is how she's going to kill him. And you could leave it as that. But, you know you're not going to. This is you. Could, he could easily escape this burning house. You stupid motherfuckers! You're ge- you you geniuses. <laughs> and it's, I kind of had to. I had to appreciate it for that. But at the same time, it's still like a. 
Mm, he's not really dead. Yeah, it's and I didn't know this until I looked it up a little bit ago. Actually, I didn't stay for the post credits because I thought, oh, eh. I and forgot. the post, yeah, the post credits you hear Michael breathing. Yeah. So you know it. he's not dead. And I'm Damn really it. glad I didn't because I would have been pissed off after I came out of the theater. <laughs> I, not, I, I, no, I, I, I missed it too. I missed yeah. that part too. Um, I actually, no, they don't show anything. It's just the sound of him breathing. I stuck around for it. There is well, also, and we know he there didn't was, die yeah. because like it, it, just the way they, you know, trapping him in the cage that is the house and burning it and showing him go up in flames is fantastic. It's been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think three, is it three or four? They're in the hospital and they blow him up. I forget. Yeah. Um, so it looks cool. But at that very moment, I realized, oh, he's not dead. He's not. Shit. Yeah. You uh, really what enjoy, was the point of all this? You, you like get this like satisfaction of like seeing him trapped and they're like, yeah, they did it. And then like the fire starts and then you're like, but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, I would have. Um, I do want to point out one thing because they were mm-hmm. pointing at this this thought of a monster creating another monster, whereas like yeah. Laurie's character is, has been so changed that she herself is now a monster, and it's kind of echoed in like, oh, now she's hunting Michael. And then as the they're being driven away on the truck, you see oh, what the fuck was her character's name. The daughter, Ka- granddaughter. Uh, there's Allison. Karen, uh, Karen, and Allison are. Allison, the... Allison's still holding the knife that she stabbed Michael with. Yeah, which you could take either way, mm-hmm. but it did feel very intentional mm-hmm. given the motifs of the film. And again, like I, I, I could sit here and just go, my interpretation is that they're just on their guard now and they know how to be strong and to face their fears. Mm-hmm. But I know that's not what it means deep, deep down. It just it feels like a missed opportunity to just like see like at least from Hollywood's perspective, hey, we can put an end to something. We cannot drag something out for decades and decades and decades until you're sick of it. But that's not what it's gonna be. Because money. Because money. Because we want your money. And this movie has made a shit ton compared it to its budget, which yes. was about ten to fifteen mil, and it's made over a hundred. Which you know what? At the same time, like Kayla was saying before, awesome. Awesome that this cast and this crew did so successfully. That's you know that's great. Uh, but I, oh man, I am still shocked that this is written by the same guy that we have seen hold Channing Tatum on a leash in another film. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see comedy writers and actors and directors make this transition because it seems to work. At least a little bit. If you have, you know, when the stars are right, it really does work pretty well. And this, I will say that my other big critique of this movie was a lot of the comedic relief. And I thought a lot about this because I watched the original, the first one, um, one oh, I think one day before I watched the new one. And I was comparing the two in my head after leaving the theater. And I thought, okay, I didn't like the comedy a lot. Did the first one have comedy? Yes, it did. The first one did have comedy. But... A lot of the jokes in the first one were kind of like just silly, cutesy things that friends were saying to each other or lovers were saying to each other. It felt like the characters were saying it to one another. Mm -hmm. In this film, it really had that Disney Marvel one-liner thing of, let's make the audience laugh now. Like, this isn't a joke between characters. This is a joke to the audience. 
there's definitely space for that in a horror movie. It's great at the opening because it kind of eases you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a little too much, especially that that scene with the cops where they went on about a bon mi sandwich for like five minutes. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. that we were past the point of comedy, guys. We we should have had, you know, no, let's 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 keep the pace up. Let's get more gore. Like that kept happening. And I, it really derails me every time it happens. I wish this could have been developed more and I because I like this. There is this one idea that I loved, but I feel like it wasn't as justified. And it is the Donald Pleasance uh, successor, I guess you would call him. I don't know. Um, I forget his name. The the doctor basically killing the cop because he's like, because he's been so obsessed with trying to figure out what makes Michael tick. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's fascinating, dude. Like, that's an interesting idea, but I don't feel it's justified because you don't know this character as well. Yeah. I have heard other people say that that was kind of put in there so they could get Michael back to hunting Laurie Strode. Because up until then, he was just back in Haddonfield and just killing at random, Mm -hmm. which is cool. And that's what he does. But then how do you get him and Laurie Strode to interact when Laurie's been preparing to hide from him and trap him the entire time? So there was just kind of logically, oh, crap, how do we get these two these two pieces to fit and well, it see, is my thought was like he would know immediately where she was because didn't he take the car from the podcasters because he took yes the, and they had her address why was he found his mask was like oh they might have more of my shit and why didn't he go through their files to be like oh here's Lori's address yeah he didn't care because he just kills and that's yes. fun for him that's mm-hmm. <laughs> it and I agree with Kayla it um that that is a fascinating thing because it would be in uh in contrast to Loomis who was just I don't have I don't need to understand Michael I need to kill him he needs mm-hmm. to not exist anymore because he's not a person so th- this this was an opportunity to have the successor be well no there's something here we need to, we we can crack this egg but it would have made sense if that's what he was trying to do like let's say at the institute and then he gives Michael too much leeway Michael kills him and then that's how he breaks out and so mm-hmm. The hubris and the irony is that, oh, well, he 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 believed his own assumptions about Michael that are true. It did feel very weird kind of evolving three quarters of the way through the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eh. it's been a little while since I've seen the last Halloween. That was because that, that's the same way he was able to escape because he was being transferred in the first film as well. Right. Uh, you don't see no. how it happens. They just drive up. And there's already, like, patients, like, wandering out in the rain. And then Michael jumps on the car. Yeah. Okay. Throws out the nurse and then takes it. Yep. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, But similar, basically, he's mm-hmm. able to escape because of a car crash or something or because, happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow in transit, he, he's able to escape. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, we've seen this before. It'd be more interesting to see him escape maybe another way. I can I think, actually... That would be a smart way if, like, again, old, new Loomis. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who this it, is. Yeah, I think basically. Dr. Sartain, Sartran, something like that. Something like that, yeah. It doesn't matter. I, my Loomis. thought was, like, oh, he because he made this comment of, like, oh, Loomis is the only one who's seen him in the wild. <laughs> um, that that he caused the accident somehow to so that Michael would escape and then he could then chase him down. Maybe, but... Michael's a mindless killing machine. 
that would be a huge risk to let him loose on a confined bus. Like, how would you? I would have actually, if he would have hinted at that or something, that would have been interesting. I mm. come to think about it, like the, again, a guy who's been like to like keep up with this idea that he is so obsessed with wanting to understand Michael that he does something stupid like this. Enough to he- like even kill a sheriff and deliver Michael to Lori. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they, that could be hinted like that's why the it's like I, I had to figure it out and that's how the bus was able to crash. It was all because of him. Mm-hmm. That would have been great if that was hinted at or something like you. So you'd be like, oh, shit. Guess yeah. We'll never know. Well, it's, <laughs> well he's dead. Take it however so. you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. that's that that is kind of a kind of a running theme throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. You do kind of question, well, why that, though? Eh, it doesn't matter. Michael's killing people. That's all. That's and- all I paid to see. It was Michael. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wanted to. S- and also I. And also see Lori try to take on Michael. That was mm-hmm. yeah. I, I that, wanted that is to see honestly that. what I paid to see. I got that, and I'm just gonna not worry about the rest. But I, I also kind of like this idea that Lori did become so obsessed. Again, she has the most interesting storyline mm-hmm. uh, that she became like after that. She became so obsessed with like trying to protect himself. Because guess what? He's still alive, despite the fact he's a serial murderer. He's still alive. And she's been trying to protect herself, protect her family, and then train her family. But then you realize, uh, no, you should not be training a 10-year-old how to shoot guns and basically uh, murder, like, attack other people. Because that leads to her getting taken away. But then you should, because that's the only way they survived. So the message (laughs) is kind of confused? Exactly. I think, well, the funny part is... um, did you, did you guys hear about that article where uh, Fox News says... Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Fox News. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, uh, is against gun violence. Oh, he uses yeah. guns in the Halloween movie. And I th- I forget which article it was, but the combats is like, Fox News forgets that movies aren't real. <laughs> I did see that. And that was my initial reaction, too. It's like, you, you guys do know that like this is fiction. They know they're just stirring up controversy. Exactly. That was another kind of confusing bit. I, I, I was really down for Laurie Strode just being a fucking doomsday prepper and <laughs> having this insane gun and trap fueled romp with Michael as the majority of the movie. But then they roped in the whole I have a family. I'm a stranger. My family have had two failed marriages, which is all fine and it works. But it does. It did kind of take away from the momentum for me. A little bit because you have, you know, that's a plot and then B plots. Michael just killing people for, you know, because he's Michael and then they have to mash together. And that's where some of the, uh, I guess, inconsistencies for me start forming. And then you have the logic leaps and you have the questionable motives like, well, it, it was bad that you raised your family to kill Michael, but you had to. So you're not the bad guy, but you should feel bad about it. But wait, who's right and wrong here again? I kind of think it, w- it might have been bittersweet if, like, uh, like the police, like her house is burning down, the police are coming over, and then she sees her family looking at her, and it, and then they're just, you could tell there's like a distance between them or something, and then there's that whole, like, you could see like the wistfulness of, was this worth it? 
that would have been it's such a bittersweet ending. I think that would have been a more satisfying ending to me. Even I, I agree. There, there's definitely the premise here is great, especially mm-hmm. for like a Halloween sequel. Um, it, it's just the way they went with it was very we're going to make another Halloween because we got to get this money train rolling again. All right. How are we going to do this? And yeah, it's just it, it it's tainted with corporate decisions and it could be a lot better and that does kind of leave me with a bittersweet feeling but at the end of the day i still enjoyed myself mm-hmm. so eh. am mm-hmm. i gonna see the next ones probably not probably not no yeah honestly i'm glad i i chose to watch this and discuss this with you instead of go see uh slender man <laughs> Like, I, after hearing you guys, I'm like, ha, I'm so glad I didn't watch that movie. Oh, I'm, Are you I, sure you didn't want to have the realization that Slender Man is a bioelectric me being made of wood? <laughs> sure you can live with that. Oh, man. Oh. I didn't, but that would mean wasting my money on that movie. Uh, you're right. You are right. At least, at least I got to, at least I paid to, in, like, enjoy a movie. And I actually got to see it with a friend of mine who I had not seen in a while. So, well, Yeah, that's actually that's a good point you brought up. This is a fun movie to watch in the theaters with other people. Yeah. it is. It is everyone's very much on the same page, and mm-hmm. that felt very nice. There wasn't a lot of like distracted talking or anything. Everyone was kind of just engrossed in the movie, and that was fun. I would say this is actually a good theater movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, good, see- a theater movie. Oh, yeah. Because, like, one, it's like you're, you, again, it doesn't gross you. And if you see it with friends, it, you can feel that sort of, like, tension. Because there is, there is good tension in this. And when you feel it amongst other people, it's, it is a good feeling. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like it would be a, a good at-home movie, too, with a group of friends. You yeah, could make a drinking game out of it, for sure. You could. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> Take a drink every time you think you're about to see Michael's face. <laughs> every, every shape reveal, uh, take a drink. Every time someone dies, take a drink. And you know what? This To this film's credit, the cinematography is very good. Oh, it's very, I, it's I tight. Love, the soundtrack is awesome. They actually improved upon that without making it this ridiculous, you know, stupid thing. I was very, mm-hmm. I appreciated that a lot. So, you know, there, there's enough to like about this movie to warrant a watch for sure. I, I would say, yeah, whoever did the director of photography was for this, A-plus, man. Filming in this is beautiful. Like I said, that long shot with uh, him going from house to house. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. fantastic. We could have used more of that. Well, and that's why it's a bit bittersweet, because you're like, we could have had more of that, though. We could have had mm-hmm. a really, really interesting Halloween sequel, as opposed to a very, very solid Halloween sequel. Which isn't a bad thing, and it's more than what we usually get these days as far as horror movies, but yeah, it, it's hard not to think about these things. But overall, I think we can say we're at least content with what we got. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. It, it, it's not the best horror but movie this year. we weren't expecting year. the best either. No, no. I was expecting okay. a bit better, but at the end of the day, it was a really good, it's the best Halloween sequel, that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, then what would you guys give for your spoopy eyeball ratings? I would give this a very, very firm seven. I would also give it a seven. I would say seven as well, actually. All right. There you go. Seven across the board. Yep. Jackpot. 
I, I would definitely say, say you should go see this in a theater um, with friends. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you can't, then I would definitely watch it with friends. At night, lights off. But do try to get, yeah, try to catch it in theaters. Try to catch it, you know, before Halloween's over. Because it really, it does get you in the spirit of the season. And that's oh, always fun, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good, definitely a good one to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I would watch it again next year if I had friends who still hadn't seen it. I would watch it again for Halloween. I'd watch it next week if I had friends who really wanted to. Um, <laughs> it is it is just fun to go with people to this movie. And I, I have come to peace with my issues with it. Um, and that's enough for me, I guess. So. I'm glad this podcast was able to help you. Do. <laughs> the Witching Hour has come to an end. If you like our show, you can help support us by leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Or visit us at creativehorror.com. You can also find us on Twitter at witchhourhorror. Or email us at witchinghourhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to catch more podcasts about horror and horror music, you can check out my podcast, Trick or Track, found here on creativehorror.com. Or if you're a fan of horror literature, you can listen to Darkly Lit, which you can also listen to on creativehorror.com. Thank you for listening and spending your time with us. Whatever your creative passion is, horror-related or not, get out there and do what makes you happy. Unless you are Michael Myers, please stop. And we hope... (laughs) (laughs) From us to you, Michael, please stop. (laughs) But, Michael, we hope you'll join us next time for The Witching Hour. And by Michael Myers, we mean Mike Myers, the actor. Please (laughs) stop. (laughs) You can retire now. It's okay.